Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And we are back in our booth yeah. again. <laughs> Things are weird right now. Yeah. And our schedules are weird. So we are all over the place. Yes. We are all over Chicago. We are running around trying to do what we can when we can where we can. I'm really proud of us. I am too. You I, know, like we're we're keeping up with the keeping up. You know, I I feel that like as long as like we stay on schedule and we are mm-hmm. doing something a good sign yeah and i think we owe it all to like you're very organized well thank you somewhat (laughs) i seem organized on the outside inside my mind is a minefield that's why it's called a mind but um it was a very bad different podcast we're doing here (laughs) (laughs) that was a very bad one hi everyone on today's episode we are gonna be speaking to the one the only the NHK Kauai International 2019 winner, Tracy Dizon. So exciting. We had an excellent conversation with her. She is yep. wonderful. She is so freaking cute. I adore her. There was so much that I did not know about Tracy. Yes. Just like just from like the details that were explained to me in the contest. I'm like, she's done so much. Yes, she really has. And it's phenomenal to me how far mm-hmm. she's come over it's the inspiring. past Yeah, almost two decades. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Absolutely wild. So we had a very awesome, awesome, awesome conversation with her mm-hmm. about NHK. And then we also had a conversation with her about being a jade fashion mom yep and that's in our patron content so if you're interested in listening to that please head on over to our patreon i'm still working on getting caught up because i just had my midterms so over thanksgiving break i'm gonna do a lot of shit (laughs) (laughs) we're getting there Kamila, you had some personal news you wanted to share. So my personal news was, you know, that comic that I've been talking about forever. What? (laughs) Hard Decora, the comic, issue one. It came out. It sold really well. The the physical copy, both the just the comic version and the bundle version sold out. Phenomenal. You could still get the digital copy for $4 on my website. Hell which yeah, hell yeah. Some people have gotten, but there's definitely a pool of people that are like, I need the physical comic. What the fuck is going on? Exactly. I mean, it is so amazing. And just to hold it in your hand, I feel, is so connecting to, like, you and the community. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I think people like to hold things. Right, right. And then with the bundle, too, like, I sign the book, put your name. Oh. Yeah. Get a temporary tattoo and a button. And it's packed very carefully. So I feel people, they feel that love that's mm-hmm. put into the package more than um, a, a digital comic. But, you know. It's the 21st century. It's 2019. You got to have the digital version out there. Hey, why not get both? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be putting in an order for a restock soon. So I'm not going to wait like, you know, three months or anything like that. I'm just going (laughs) to at least by November, there should be a new restock. And I'll be talking about it here on a podcast. I'll be emailing people about it and posting it on my Instagram and stuff. So look out for that. It's going to be fun. Cool. I have no news. It's It's been hectic, but I'm doing the thing. Life's just been crazy. That's all yeah. I have to say. You've been, like, being very generous with things that you find at Buffalo. Oh, yeah. That's, that's been fun. <laughs> um, 
at my place of work, whenever some cool items come in, I always, first thing I do is I message people. I'm like, hey, this lazy oaf piece just came in. It's this size. Do you want it? And I just like, I'm, I basically become a shopping service for people. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, there's so many cool things that I just want to go to good homes. And I know my J Fashion crew are going to treat things right and not take them for granted or just like <laughs> toss them after two wears. There have been like some really, really cool pieces. I saw like a Listen Flavor shirt come into the store, Ooh. but it wasn't like anything super I'm like, desirable. Who are these people that are living around here? Exactly. <laughs> who are you? I want to know you. Yeah. <laughs> Please hit me up. But it was a cool Listen Flavor shirt, but it wasn't anything like super desirable. It was more on their goth side of things. Mm. Um, so I was like, meh. But it was still cool to know that there's like someone who like probably bought a Listen Flavor Lucky Pack and was like, right. I'm going to try to make back some money from this. You know, what would be really cool? We've got a few stores that are popping up like K Collective and Kuroshiro. Kudoshio. Maybe an idea is just to like have a section in there that's just like people bringing back stuff. That or... would be cool. Yeah. That, um... Hey, K Collective, Kudoshiro. You listening? Listen. Hey. That's a great idea. There. I think that would be awesome because sometimes you want to buy stuff that's already been used lightly, but you got to really find it. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I really like curated thrift stores. Just because, oh, okay, this is all within the same category of, okay, this is 80s, 90s retro. All right, mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to find that stuff there. And, you know, it's a great way to get inventory in really fast because mm-hmm. people are always looking to sell their items all the time. Oh, my God. It's weird being a buyer at the store. Like, on one hand, you're good for people to, like, interact with because, like, mm-hmm. you're buying their stuff. But on the other hand... If you don't find anything, they get insulted. Right. And it's like, ooh, oof, I'm sorry. But, like, this one old lady came in and she brought in, like, three very retro pieces. Like, early 2000s pieces that were not very trendy or stylish right Mm -hmm. now. We couldn't take them in because they wouldn't sell in our store. She was like, you're not taking anything? We're like, no, I'm sorry. They're just, like, a little too retro for us. She was like, but I dragged them all the way over here. We're like... And it's not my problem. I'm sorry, but like we're not a goodwill. Mm -hmm. We have to curate our items. I'm sorry, lady, but like you're a grandma. This Mm -hmm. stuff what isn't fashionable it wasn't fashionable five years ago. It's not fashionable (laughs) ten years ago. But just because it's leather doesn't mean it's gonna sell. So it's a it's a weird thing that you gotta balance. (laughs) I remember I brought something to like a Plato's closet and they're just like um, we have the like the kids version of Plato's Closet next door. You want to oh give my her stuff there? God. And I was just like, nah. But it was mostly because of like the time. I was like, it took hours for you to give me this information back. If I take it over there, then they're gonna have to look through it again for hours, and I don't want to be in this area for another few hours. So I'll just like give it away, I guess. Hot tip: If you're looking to sell your clothing items, one, make sure they're in good condition. Don't bring in items that have like underarm stains or like have pilling in between the crotch because they're getting um, they're getting chub rub people really only Mm -hmm. take items that are in good condition Mm -hmm. and then bring in things that are trendy and stylish right now bring things that are in season so hayden's hot tips (laughs) as far as just general j fashion news i wanted to talk about the papillon 
Papillon. Papillon. Papillon? Yeah. It's, they did, they're not going to say the L's? No, it's Hispanic. Oh, that's where it's from. Or it was French. Just like, I don't... So, Papillon Magazine, it's a Gaudu fashion magazine made by, I think it's Norgal, the, the Gaudusa that's based in California. Northern California. Yep. <laughs> and then there's some, a few other contributors like Lizzie, who was on our podcast before, that are writers and editors and things that are not from the NorGal, but it's mostly created by that Gaudusa. And it was really cool. It's free. And the graphic design looks beautiful, um, very reminiscent of 90s Gaudu magazines. Yeah, and it features a lot of familiar faces if you're in the um, Gao community or if you just want to get to know the Western Gao community. Um, definitely take a look at their first issue. You'll see a lot of different people that are really active in the community. I thought it was a really cool first volume. Also... How was KCON, y'all? I would love to hear what you guys yeah. experienced there. Please send us emails, comment, post it on our Facebook, or send us a Facebook message. And oh, what's our email, Hayden? Our email is OK, that is O-K-E-I dot podcast at gmail.com. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Always be plugging. <laughs> All right. And with that, we are going to throw it on over to our past selves to do our interview with hey, Tracy it's Hayden. It's Kamala. We've talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content, and we make it because it's important and we love to do it. Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money, though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests. And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests. Like what it's like to be in a garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan. There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much. And now back to the show. Woo! And welcome back. Today's guest is Tracy Dizon, the NHK Kawaii Eye fashion contest winner. And we are so excited to have you here. Hi, everyone. Hi. Happy to be chatting with you guys. Yay. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. I know working with like the time difference can uh, be a little right. rusty, but I mean, mm -hmm. you work with people in Manila, so I, I bet you this is nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. My day is slower than the evening, so mm, I'm good it. with that. That's good. That's good. Awesome. All right. So today in our discussion, we're mainly going to be talking about the NHK Kawaii Eye Contest. So the first question right. that we have for you is, where did you start in alternative fashion and what do you think your style is now? I think, as you may know, and based from the NHK contest, I'm kind of a little bit older than everyone, I guess. I'm like mm -hmm. um, 36. I'm turning 37 next week. Congrats. Uh, yeah, so I'm a Halloween Halloween baby. I've been designing for give or take maybe 16 years or wow. so. Uh, back then, it was very, it was very different in a way that when you're doing something um, non-traditional, everybody gets 
freaked out when you when the word fashion designer comes into mind with everyone they would think gowns and i was more like no i kind of really want to design something always in the streetwear mm-hmm. i'm always in that streetwear kind of thing and alternative fashion it's more of really the direction that I really wanted to go to, but uh-huh. there wasn't much of a lead. Even in classes, they didn't thought much of subcultures. Yeah. Uh, there was a phase that I liked punk. I was like, uh, I was in a band. It was, it's, cool. you know, college days. Like, oh my God, <laughs> that, that is like my past life. But I, I think I know that, I know in myself, I was... I was looking for that kind of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from a very strict family. Well, I think it goes the same way with um, Japanese street fashion kids. They we all came from like very strict upbringing, and mm-hmm. the way to rebel is like just to dress up differently. So mm-hmm. I guess that was my way instead of like doing something crazier. But <laughs> yeah, I got really interested with with the kawaii when I I saw something on. CNN or like some very different, uh, you know, like a very a new, new segment style. or something. Yeah, and they were talking about like um, Fruits magazine, and then how uh-huh. this editor was just featuring fashion from the street, and it's not dictated by any commercial brand or not dictated by any photo shoot. It's just really raw, and that's when I started to more to be more interested with the uh, Japanese street fashion in the way. I just really like that idea that it's not dictated by anything else, but there's self-expression and individuality. So my other question, because you talked a lot about like designing and everything like that. How would you describe your style now that you wear? My style? uh, Well, I think personal style is influenced by your ideals, right? And Mm -hmm. where you live. Like er there are so many things that comes with it. So I think, at this moment, I, I think I have reinvented myself many times, but mm. now I'm I'm really just embracing the the hustling here in New York. That <laughs> I, well, it's really like a character. I feel like I'm a character in some kind of a TV show or something. But <laughs> that's cool. But it's contrary to the like the stereotype that mm-hmm. New Yorkers are tough or mean. I kind of get the opposite everybody's kind of nice to me and say like oh you're so cute you're interesting fashion and yeah well the only thing that i i want to defy from everybody here always kind of wears black and Mm -hmm. i would still want to wear something bright (laughs) right so you wear a lot of like colors and yeah at the same time i still want to continue on wearing something of my heritage it keeps me close to my culture because I'm I'm away from home it makes me have things to to share with like different people that I meet yeah that's awesome that you're able to mix in your culture and your love of alternative (laughs) Japanese fashion and and New York fashion fashion. yeah (laughs) New York oh my gosh it's so fun so why did you decide to apply to the Kauai Eye Contest rewind a little I was I have been like the top fan maybe of Kauai International since 2012 just to have a little background before 2011 before the 311 what I noticed was Japanese culture was so hard to research about it was so hard to google them right they have their own network and kind of thing they're very private 
kind of entity in the mm-hmm. I don't know in the cyberspace but came 311 it just seemed that that was a milestone in the Japanese culture that it kind of opened their world it was easier it's so much easier than before I couldn't research that much but anyway so real quick I'm not familiar what is 311 and what is uh, the significance Oh, 311 was the Fukushima, the earthquake that oh, had okay. happened. I'm not an expert with this, but it was based on my observation. Just mm. being a Japanese culture enthusiast, I have mm-hmm. been that it was very hard to like um, Google stuff. I only ask that because here, at least as far as I'm aware with um, the mm. in my community, we just call it like the Fukushima earthquake. Yeah. We don't really describe it by number. So thank you for uh, explaining well, that. So came came after 2011 i re- i i noticed that there was like this boom of japan was really more accessible you mm-hmm. can order stuff online now and things like this and came 2012 we had the birth of kawaii international and i'm like oh my god thank you lord for this like i'm just <laughs> i'm just really happy because it was so hard to research research about japanese street fashion in general just because like Everything is in Japanese or, you know, everything is, you have to translate and stuff. And it's all very Uh, decentralized. Yeah. I had been a fan, but I'm more of like, I'm kind of still at that point that I was kind of feeling lost because as a brand or as a designer, Mm -hmm. I still haven't ironed out how I, how I can cater to my market, to my clients. Mm-hmm. And then still embrace my style in a way right. because like I was kind of not lost, but of course, whoever is interested with my brand, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to cater. But what happened was like I'm I'm serving wedding brides like I, right, like, right. I feel so. Oh, like you couldn't find like yeah, the audience that you really wanted yeah. to cater to. And then when you saw yeah. Kawaii, it was like, oh, these are the types of people they yeah, exist. Definitely. <laughs> and then. I want my pieces be worn with someone I really identify with. Right. And what, like, what got you to the point where you're just like, I'm gonna apply this gonna year? Try. Had you, yeah, well, had you done it previous thing, years or? Yeah, the thing was like, um, maybe I tried once back like five years, six years ago, but and then I started to feel a little bit, um, what's the right word? Discouraged. I'm, yeah, discouraged because it seemed like they're just featuring bloggers and I'm, oh mm-hmm. man, yeah. I'm way, okay, this is not my game, like, oh, right. okay, yeah, and then came this, my last collection last year was mm-hmm. my, um, it's a Filipino pop modern interpretation of, of our Filipiniana clothing, like mm-hmm. our traditional clothing, and then for some reason, I kind of veered away for a little, maybe around maybe three years. I kind mm-hmm. of veered away from doing the Japanese kawaii style mm-hmm. just because I felt I needed to um, grow and right, expand. Yeah. Because like when I was back home, I couldn't get into like real fashion week shows because just because they keep telling me that we're not mm. we're not catering to like cosplay or costume stuff, and they're right, like, oh my god. Right. I'm serious with my business. So. Right, right. You want people to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. So. And then like, but, but still, you know, like, even if I veered away, um, I still, like, in my show here in New York, there were some cool kids coming up to me and said, like, do you have Lolita influences? Because I really can see in your clothes. And I, like, So even wow, when you tried to even, veer away. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was even still if there. Uh, even if I try to veer away, I guess my DNA, my kawaii DNA, still comes out. <laughs> when I saw the competition, mm-hmm. I I just like wondered. Like, Let me just try it out. Like I mean, I I just thought of like maybe it's it's my way to say thank you to to their to the influences that I got. Like mm-hmm. if maybe. If they can see that I've succeeded and merged everything that mm. I've learned and stuff, it would be an interesting kind of story, uh, story or something. Right. And I guess it was. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that contributed to you winning Kauai Eye? Like maybe your story and how long and varied it is. What I've heard from Rin Rin and Misha during the the announcement was I guess because I'm old and 36 and I'm a mom <laughs> and <laughs> and it's quite different I it's it's kind of true it's quite uh different I'm mm-hmm. I had a lot of clients who were who are, who are in that age and mm-hmm. they keep telling me like you make me happy with what you do because you give me the allowance to be kawaii even mm-hmm. if I'm already a mom that in that way, I guess I was a little bit different. I I mm-hmm. didn't know that it would go. I would go on winning because I saw the other finalists yeah. had like two hundred thousand <laughs> followers. Oh my god! I'm like freaking out. <laughs> and that kind of goes into like, what do you think contributed to your win? Because I think when we talk about we as in like people in the fairy K and decor mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. we are very like I don't want to say closed off, but we just like mm-hmm. forget about people outside of our own fairy K sure. decor community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and Western, yes, yeah, so Western community especially. Mm-hmm. So like we all really thought that there were two contestants in particular that were gonna win, and when we saw that you won, we were like wow, this is awesome. Like, we want to know who her people are. So who do you think <laughs> are, like, the people that really uplifted you to contribute to your win? I was surprised. and But I guess I'm a little bit well-traveled in the way I have network in Europe. I My business was in Japan for a while. Oh, wow. Um, I have been published in VV and WWE Japan and all those magazines. I really had, like, serious business in Japan anyway. Guys, if you don't have any idea, Filipinos are hardcore online voters. <laughs> <laughs> serious hardcore voters. That's why, I don't know, the social media there is, like, crazy. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm every- so glad, like, the communities, right. like, expanded that far. Right, right. It was strange, but I guess there there were like uh, a friend of my mom who's voting for me, and like these oh. are not from <laughs> these are not from a community. Right. These are like from the outside forces and stuff. Yeah, and I guess like um well maybe one of the favors or one of I appreciated the effort are my fashion muses. Like um I have one particular fashion muse back home who has two million followers i guess wow. then her name is maxine and whenever she wears my designs oh my god like i have like 100 inquiries pouring out on me like wow. those are like, that is awesome i must admit that i was even annoying my own self like <laughs> posting every day i right. was really yeah. stressing out with it i wasn't I didn't know how to be like an online thing. This is the downside of it. I found myself having some of my 
real friends, like real back home friends, mm-hmm. un- unfollow me and unfriend me. Be- maybe because they thought I was like very loud and like oh, my like posting yeah. too much. Yeah, and wow. uh, I kind of felt a little sad about it. Like yeah. uh, I was even like feeling guilty. Like, oh, is this the price of what I wanted to do? But if they were really like solid friends, they would kind of understand, though, right? I don't know. I mean, kind of... <laughs> no, yeah. and. That actually kind of flows into the next question. Um, Mm -hmm. One of our patrons on Patreon, Ethel, Mm -hmm. wanted to ask you about Mm -hmm. the reactions towards your win in the Filipino Mm -hmm. community. And she would also like to know about your lifestyle balance. What do you worry about and how does your fashion affect others in the Filipino community? Well, the Filipino community, um, of course, I have my own following because I mm-hmm. already host um, tea parties back home. Oh, so nice. I know I already have girls who are willing, you know, who are kind of solid with me in a way. Yeah. And I have the kawaii moms. And I was really surprised. I was getting a lot of, like, messages from moms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, moms represent, but... The Filipino community are kind of solid with me, I guess. I If there were any unpleasant trees, I didn't hear Notice, anything. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, and then, because, like, I have the solid support of the Filipino-American or the Filipinos abroad that are kind of supportive in a way because it's quite different to be from back home and when you're, like, an immigrant. There, There's so less of you guys here and then... You have to be like supportive to each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of like, um, there were a lot of press who wants to feature me. So I guess like um, that was kind of fun. But they still are waiting for my episode to air before right. they like start um, putting those out yeah, or something. I guess so. And then what else is the next question? So mm-hmm. the next part of the question is um, Ethel would like to know about your lifestyle balances, like between. Okay. Okay, one of the stuff that Kauai International asked me is how do I manage to balance? Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no secret because I, maybe I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> there is no balance. That's the answer. There's no balance. But, um, oh, no. What I like here in New York is I get to have... Um, a reason to go out and have fun. Guys, I'm just new to the clubbing scene and stuff. And, oh my god, I, this is like the complete people watching and you will see a lot of like different kinds of fashion and then like, oh, she looks like Lolita. Oh, that one is visual. Okay, like uh, mm-hmm. for me, like um, it's like all the underground, all the punk, all the different kinds of subculture have a reason to go out and dress up like that. I'm happy that Maybe I'm more of a night owl lately. Like, I try. I'm trying to get like more of a more of a freelance jobs or part time jobs in the daytime. But mm-hmm. as long as I have like clients that I have to take care of, like production that I have to mm-hmm. approve and stuff, I have to wake up. I have to stay up until four five a.m. Wow. And my work day starts at nine p.m. Just because. It's 9 a.m. back home and that's mm-hmm. when I start to do like all the all the things that I have to approve of all the things that I have to like um, check on and then at the same time the club scene is at night time so that's where <laughs> I can go out and 
see some of my friends. The thing that I really had fun with here in New York mm-hmm. versus in the Philippines was that feeling of respect and safeness that mm-hmm. you can go out as, as wherever you are or whatever you want to wear and you wouldn't be a little bit in a danger mm-hmm. in a way. Okay. Because okay. like uh, in the Philippines, it's not that like someone would kill you and like, <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not like that, but um there are a lot of like um cat calling yeah, yeah. Or, like hackers um, i don't want to be sexualized mm-hmm. in a way so i don't want to be treated as a joke like a comedian mm-hmm. like a, com- a clown you know? or something yeah no i'm not subscribing to that and mm-hmm. no i'm sorry i'm gonna sound arrogant but <laughs> it's not my fault if you're not cultured enough to know stuff so I, I'm sorry, but whenever like I get a little bit disrespected in a way, that's how I look at it, I guess. So it sounds so it, like it's a balance between like work and play, making sure that you get those breaks in between. Um, yeah, those well, uh, really I get long I, I, sessions. My daytime is basically for my mom's stuff, like mm-hmm. cooking dinner, making you know, making sure my my son does his chores <laughs> but basically um errands that are adulting adulting errands is not fun but yeah. <laughs> there's no secret to it just have a checklist of things that you have to do like and to reward myself i get i get myself something cute or like have a party and dress up kawaii so <laughs> i mean that's my i always think of embracing that kawaii side as my reward I guess mm-hmm. you know like uh I can now have fun or like my yeah. little hello kitty happy meals are my <laughs> bar all the time right so mm-hmm. how did you feel while waiting for the voting results I know there's that point at which you put out that video and then you kind of wait for people to kind of like they're voting and you're putting up you know your posts and everything like that like how are you feeling were you feeling uh, like confident, like anxious? Um, I even apathetic. had like a moment with um, one of the finalists. Uh, was it Sean? Um, I remember I was, I was, I, we had a quick. I don't know if it was a quick chat, but it was a chat that I was starting to feel a little bit guilty even because mm-hmm. like my son had a brain tumor situation oh that oh we had gosh. to like we had to have a regular checkup on and I'm feeling a little bit guilty that I'm you're trying to promote this contest yeah but, but I also have to yeah. be in in this serious mode that I have right. to be very um, focused on my son's yes. clinic, my labor his laboratories and stuff, and yeah. it's it's a lot of like guilt in a way that whenever something has to come before my being a mom Mm -hmm. I'm always like that but Sean even said like just do what you gotta do so Sean is the best honestly (laughs) well everybody's um I I build a lot of great friendships in among the finalists um Mm -hmm. Kaoru is also one of the very very sweet boy and he's he's really like very interested in in trying to expand the community and stuff mm-hmm. and he's like a little brother to me and maybe a son because he's almost as old as everybody's as old as my son i hate it I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
So mm-hmm. you're feeling this guilt and then like take us back to the like the day before the results came out or the day before you found out that you were the winner. What was that feeling like? I'm kind of glad it's over because like I'm also tired of sending every day like right. every day. It was a chore for me. Yeah. Um, guys, guys, I'm more of a designer. I I'm really not like every day posting or like mm-hmm. if I do have a if I do have a network it's just I'm used to the ones that I'm used to like my clients or right. my my friends my family I was more relieved that I can delete this whole bunch of stuff in my phone <laughs> <laughs> because my memory my phone memory is already full and stuff so <laughs> yeah uh, it was really soon right after the voting is over that I got an email from NHK that they're going to be checking on everyone's progress so oh, okay. i was more thinking that way so oh, like, okay so... <laughs> okay well, progress i mean i was i was already thinking of what what i've learned and mm-hmm. what i've know like what i've observed and what i've learned is i there was there were really a lot of moms out there who's like rooting for me so i was already ready for that whole shenanigan mm-hmm. and then when we had a skype call they were just asking casually and then said Oh, we also have some something to tell you. You won, and like, I was so confused. Like, are they are they doing this to everyone? Are they trying to record everyone's reaction, or like, are they trying? Like, I'm I'm so like. <laughs> you weren't like, expecting I, the results to be said in that phone call. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really confused. Like, uh, and then it was weird because it was being filmed, so mm-hmm. I I don't know how I would react and. I was really confused. <laughs> no. like oh man! So if they were like recording it, they were probably trying to like catch you off guard, so that yeah. it'll be like good for the episode or something. Like oh yeah, and then like when when I guess they aired it a little, and my son and my sister were laughing at me. You look silly! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Whatever. Okay. I mean. I was really caught off guard. They they still also asked me that in my coming episode that mm-hmm. I at that time I couldn't digest what's mm-hmm. happening. Like, um, mm-hmm. are you are you just asking me or is this like a checkup on everyone? Like, okay, what do I do? With this? <laughs> <laughs> and then they were saying like, who do you want to say thank you to? And like, I started saying thank you to the moms, and I, I was surprised that like even my fashion friends, like um, the high fashion people are kind of a high bro people, like right, right. snooty and stuff. And <laughs> I was even surprised that um, even even my high end fashion friends are kind of voting for me and like campaigning me i was babbling like oh um thank you for everyone who's voting and for the non-kawaii friends who made an effort (laughs) to vote even if they don't understand what's happening happening. right (laughs) it was a a little bit crazy here and there and so what i'm hearing from you is that it's all about that network like you know every getting mm-hmm. all your communities together not just like oh let me just get my fashion friends mm-hmm. you know to mm-hmm. to vote for me and tell them about this because they're the ones that are going to know what i'm talking about it's just like yeah. where you work <laughs> and your family and your family reaching out to extended family mm-hmm. yeah. and you know everyone in your network rather than the people who you only expect to be involved yeah, in this. Because like um, personally what I think is to stay alive, the sub the culture to stay alive, it should be it should be recognized mm-hmm. at least. That's the right word. I am for being recognized as a 
a serious culture. It's not some kind of a novelty or, you know, people think of it as some kind of a joke thing. Like, mm-hmm. no, um, this is a serious business and there should be, it should be represented that way. I guess I was always in that fence wanting to have that kind of acknowledgement, recognition mm-hmm. that it should be taken more seriously in a way outside of the the community that was yeah because like um that was my struggle in my my life living as this kawaii girl i always get this kind of what's what's the right word like i get set aside in Mm -hmm. like in the fashion in the serious world like in the in the ready-to-wear production Mm. i get set aside just because they think it's what too childish it's not Mm. i mean i know for a fact that if you put it on retail put a cute set of mini collection in in a rtw brand those are going to be like selling like pancakes for (laughs) for different like for different people those kind of little things are the ones that i i was kind of like fighting for i don't know yeah So now you've had some time to like process all of this. So mm-hmm. how does it feel now to be the winner of the contest? And what oh. do you think you'll do with the title of being a Kauai leader? I'm going to be throwing some shade and say there were nasty online trolls. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I, got, I saw some I of got, them on the post, on the Kauai I post announcing yeah. you as the winner. I, I saw didn't them. see those. I, yeah, I saw them. Yeah, it was quite, it was like a, quite a few, I guess, and it seemed like it was from people who they was don't know who you are. Basically, they had their favorites. This is my first time in my career. I mean, I've been what? I've been in Project Runway in the Philippines. I've I've been a public yeah. thing as in my in my design, right? But I've never heard such low blow and yes. like um, it was re- really racist, like a mm-hmm. mutt. Um, I was called in a mutt. I was called in a second class whatever. And um, I even had like threats on my website. What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. Yeah, there there was someone who sent in a threat saying like the truth is coming out. What? What? What truth? I mean, I'm (laughs) waiting for that truth. Like um, I've always been an open book. And then someone started to say, like, I'm not familiar with the show, but I guess it was referring to some kind of a show that pretending that their child has a sickness. I don't know. I, mm. I, I'm I, not familiar with it, but that was the email sent mm. to me. Like, guys, that was, I really cried a little bit, like, in my therapy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's hitting something of of my motherhood and like yeah. if something of my son's illness that's something i can never wish on anyone the ordeal of having brain machines carrying my son to this whole procedure and then someone kind of make use of that to right to try, try and hurt me. you yeah dude that's not mm, that's no, not that's, okay that's, and, that's totally too far bringing yeah, a child into not, this i'm not used to do a contest mean, about just style and fashion like i mean not to like say it's that it's not that deep yeah it's not yeah. that serious <laughs> come on like there's there's no money at stake like, right <laughs> i work with richie rich the fashion designer mm-hmm. um 
So he always advised me. He's like my mentor and stuff. And he always advised me not to be affected. And yeah. if you're gonna be famous, you're gonna have to deal with a lot of that. But I'm still not in that. I don't want to be like that. I mean, I still want to be personal. Whenever mm-hmm. whatever happens, I still want to be me. Part of me is I will be a little sensitive and hurt with things mm-hmm. that are wishing me ill and wishing right. me bad things. I'm I'm real human. I mean, I don't know how influencers does it that right, they just yeah. it off. No, I'm I'm more of a real person in that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what I realize is like, okay, if someone throws me that kind of kind of deal, I would post more of the nice stuff. Like I would post more of the things <laughs> the success that are and the things said. that are making you happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then like funny thing is they they kind of stop. It's a little bit obnoxious in a way, mm. but I was flooding in a way that um, the good stuff that are being thrown to me and right. instead of the bad one, yeah, they kind of stop. And that is maybe something that should be also put a light on mm-hmm. because the communities have this online drama in a way right. that I guess it's part of like being youthful, I guess. But mm-hmm. you know, but starting when someone's starting to say things that wishing everyone not good that's not cool right i would say it's part of being a per uh, an amazing person (laughs) is is getting that hate because people want to be like you so (laughs) i would pat yourself on the back for that because that just shows that you're going places for me if you're gonna ask me uh, if i would have like a choice between success and then being alone Versus, like, you're not that successful, but you have a lot of, you know, loved ones. I, I'm still on that other side, and I'm mm-hmm. weird, I know. I mean, you should be following your dreams. I'm doing that, but <laughs> it, it's also in that, there's also that kind of... The pros and, and cons. And feeling torn. Yeah, exactly. But, but this should be celebrated. Why, like, I was like, no, don't stressing out a lot. <laughs> so now I have to celebrate. I had a lot of like fun plans in a way mm-hmm. that I hope I can pull it off. I'm proposing to a magazine to mm-hmm. have like um kawaii issue. Uh, it it kind of sounds fun, like a mainstream kind of fashion and art magazine. Fun. These are plans for the next year because like most magazines, they plan out like one year ahead all the the issues. So yeah, okay. These are like coming 2020. One of the plans is like trying to propose a uh, make a kawaii issue for a certain magazine. So like yeah. a different ways to interpret the kawaii and like I really just want to have more of that being seen not only not only in the community but like being seen in the m- more mainstream. Um, I'm also trying to think of well here in New York we're kind of, like we're kind of trying to get more ways to have a get together. But I hope it can still expand to more. Like I want to merge the idea of like night clubbing scene, right. and then there's a community. I'm trying to think of merging that two ideas and Ooh. have something. Mm. So I, it's still in like planning mode. I'm right. still not good at the thing, but I'm also a lecturer. So I wish I can still have my lectures in different schools. So. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun because I've been teaching the Japanese street fashion in that way, mm-hmm. even back home. But for the the whole the holistic stuff, I'm kind of excited in a way that 
yeah, doing that kind of kawaii issue mm-hmm. or like uh, I want to do like that merging of an event for you know the kawaii and i'm even inviting some of the girls who are who looks kawaii but they don't they don't really identify themselves as the japanese street style but they're right. so cute they're still like want, you know alternative fashion colorful yeah, and, then, and or not and colorful. Then, yeah mm-hmm. and then like uh, <laughs> there are there are a lot of like potential in that way mm-hmm. that I, I feel like I get from you like like reaching out outside of the community because mm-hmm. I feel like there are lots of people who are interested in this stuff, mm-hmm. but they're just not a part of the community. They're more just like I just I like to dress a little funky. It's kind of like a circle where yeah, where two and circles then connect. A Venn like, diagram. Yeah, Venn diagram. That yeah. <laughs> because like I'm I'm very I'm very sure if they kind of appreciate this stuff, they would also appreciate what what the kawaii girls mm-hmm. are like since i work in fashion like i look up to betsy johnson mm-hmm. like uh, richie and heatherette and i am quite surprised that like the inside with them they are also very japanese influenced mm-hmm. they're they, they make their research in harajuku they, these people that you don't really see usually that i identify as j fashion they have a lot of j fashion in their in in, in their dna so mm-hmm. so i'm i'm more of like a reaching out in that way like i want to expand in that way well it's a little sad what's happening to harajuku and stuff mm-hmm. because like um getting gentrified and the rent is getting so expensive that the underground brands couldn't afford to to maintain their stores and stuff and then generally fashion is a little bit in the lows because retail is is getting overthrown by online shopping mm-hmm. and fast fashion yeah so, yeah fast fashion okay thank you <laughs> i mean forever 21 is uh closing down stores and stuff like they're mm-hmm. feeling the hit from people moving away from fast fashion or at least yeah. going to physical stores having this kind of community at least i want to expand into like a more open to everyone Mm -hmm. to appreciate the more that it's appreciated the more that the life of the culture will flourish Mm -hmm. what i respect with the kawaii culture is it's not destructive it's a good it's a good Mm -hmm. outlet because like all your creative and self-expression comes out but it's not something like a it's not like something explore the self-hurt or like destruction or something so i i have a lot of respect in that way i think that is a beautiful note to end on so thank you so much (laughs) for joining us for this episode of okay podcast we really appreciate you coming on if any of y'all are interested in hearing our conversation with tracy about being a mom in j fashion head on over to our patreon that's the next conversation we're going to be having right now Yeah, and Tracy, where can we, like, hear more about you and what should we follow? Where should we go? I have my website, tracydizon.nyc. I guess I'm active in Instagram, tracydizon.nyc as well. (laughs) (laughs) And my head, my millinery is Tiara by Tracy Dizon. Well, I'm old, so I'm active in Facebook. My son said nobody's active in Facebook anymore, but I'm old. <laughs> so that's where we are. Um, I also am in Facebook with um, Tiara by Tracy Dizon and um, Tracy Dizon New York. 
I'm not that active, but I also have a YouTube. Just like whenever I have mm-hmm. a time to share my my stuff, my cool, awesome, <laughs> awesome. And with that, this has been OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila, and Casey. <laughs> <laughs> we love doing that. <laughs> we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you.